Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Controversial German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche asserted that the lie is a condition of life. Bella de Paolo, a psychologist at the University of Virginia, researched 147 people and concluded that most people lie once or twice a day. Also, a person lies in one-fifth of social exchanges lasting 10 minutes or more. And college students lie to their mothers in one out of two conversations. This is in the research of Dr. DiPaolo. What about little white lies? Are they okay? Psychologist Meredith Fuller shares insights. One of the problems about little white lies is that it can be a slippery slope and once you start sliding, it can be catastrophic. So I think we need to to consider um, how we might go about the truth as far as speaking your truth with integrity and at the same time not hurting people's feelings. When we talk about little white lies, usually they're of the ilk of, look, I don't want to hurt someone's feelings, so they might come out and say, you know, do I look nice in this dress or did you enjoy dessert? And often we might use that as a little white lie. But, of course, then there's a whole... um, series of consequences like, oh, you like that dessert, so every time you come from now on, I'll make it. Or um, I go out looking dreadful because you didn't like to hurt my feelings and say, oh, goodness, you know, something's wrong with that dress. So um, we can perpetuate something that's not appropriate, but also we're not being honest with ourselves. And I think there's another way of being honest and open and not telling um, lies that can lead to a slippery slope without yeah. feeling that we're not being um, caring or, or positive or helpful. So I think it's working out what's the difference between um, understanding the intention behind someone's question and how you might respond and the difference between, oh, it's just easy to tell a white lie or it's just easy to um, just dismiss something and say X, Y, Z being a slippery slope that ends up being, oh, now I've got to remember everything I said because I have to perpetuate a whole series of responses and then I get become so accustomed to just, you know, playing with the truth, I forget what the truth is, to, um, oh, look, I've lost my integrity. So so I guess there's a way of compartmentalising um, what what's caring and supportive and it might be, for example, if someone says, did you like my dessert and the truth might be look you hated it if you say a white lie and say oh that was marvellous the problem is you might get it the rest of your life um, but you don't want to say oh it was horrible Um, so you you can tell the truth without being negative in that way you haven't lied but you haven't gone over the top about something that can come back to haunt you so that white lie issue I think there's always a way around that that's still telling the truth, but not hurting someone's feelings. Well, that's like looking for something positive, isn't it? Looking for yeah, something positive yeah. in what's happened. Yes, yes, without, without making it awkward for yourself by saying something that isn't true. What do you think about what um, doctors Townsend and Cloud talk about when they said uh, in their Boundaries books that we're not responsible for, for how someone responds when we tell them the truth in love? I believe we are responsible for being a mature, kind, thoughtful adult. So I do believe we are responsible for being reasonable in how we might speak. And I think part of being a human being might be 
I need to know the other person if I have a significant relationship with them. And that might impact on how I couch things. Now, again, I agree. We're not responsible for how the recipient takes on board the response, particularly when they've specifically asked us a question and we are being honest and open. But I think there's a big difference between speaking from the heart with integrity to just opening your mouth and speaking with the notion that I don't care how I deliver that message because I expect them to decode it and then deal with the consequences. I believe there's a middle ground where you say, as a reasonable adult mature person, I do think about what is a good, helpful, useful way to communicate well to the other person? How might I help them hear the message? How might I help them process that message? And Yes, I have responsibility for that. I don't have responsibility for the outcome when I've been asked, but I do have some responsibility as a communicator in how I put that across. Does that make sense for you? Absolutely. And uh, I think that's why they also mentioned that sort of with love sort of scenario because they they were thinking along the same lines. For myself, I, I really want to grow. I really want to become better at what I do. And sometimes I've found I've asked for feedback and people are afraid to tell me the truth. And so I don't get a straight response. And that actually frustrates me. Absolutely. But my sense would be, and this is, I, I guess, one of the problems that we have as a society, we're not very well trained in giving feedback. Psychologist and author Meredith Fuller. You can connect with Meredith by going to her website, meredithfuller.com.au. Light and life.